Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Okay, so this morning, I feel like over the last number of weeks, weeks, maybe month, we've kind of just blasted through some different kind of themes and different topics and we've been watching videos and all sorts of stuff. So we're going to just land a little bit of that this morning, but we are carrying on with our, with our newest theme, which is called Just Do It. And it's all about um, us being a witness to people around us and us sharing our faith and just being, being Jesus wherever we are to people. And uh, before I go into that, we just want to just recap on uh, some of the stuff that Pastor Clive was teaching and preaching about to do with God's lordship in the home. And we watched those three videos and I'll, I'll send out the links for them if anyone else wants to kind of recap on them. Um, but there was a lot of information in those videos and there was a lot of really, really good stuff about opening up our homes to other people, being, being open ourselves, reaching out to others around us, just having that time in our home with our families, with our loved ones or just people around you where we can just just bring God into our homes in, in, on a daily basis. So um, Anna's got a bit of a testimony that she's, uh, you got from someone else who's been kind of trying to put this into practice. So let's just welcome up Anna. Um, she'll let us know what she's heard. Um, yeah, good morning. Um, I was I was doing a, a guy's hair. I'm a hairdresser, not just randomly doing someone's hair. <laughs> I was doing a guy's hair and um, we were talking and he had heard this, um, the preaching about the Lordship and he was quite stirred about that. What does that actually mean for him and his family? And he was explaining to me that he grew up in a Christian home, but the way it was in the home was that as a teenager, he was very disjointed. He would go off in his room and his family would go off and then everybody would just eat separately. And it was just like that. And that became normal. So then him now in his house with his children um, of different ages, teenagers to little ones, it became very disjointed. People were in and out and up different rooms and all of that kind of thing and so hearing these messages about the lordship and being together and breaking bed bread together and having communion really challenged and stirred something in him and so he said right this is something that needs to happen in our home. So he began to say, right, come on, let's sit at the table, let's pray together. And he got loads of arguments and people kicking off and loads of trouble. And he just thought, oh, just give up. But then he was like, no, this is important. We need to do this. And he fought for it. And he said he really had to fight for that, for fight for unity in his family. So he did. And he said at the, how important it was. Then he got, he slowly over time, he got his family sat around eating together and got them praying together and his children were praying for their siblings and breaking bread together and he just said God started to do stuff in his family and I was just really encouraged to hear that sometimes we have to fight for things like that sometimes we have to fight for unity and he said it was worth the fight sometimes you need to choose your battles he said but this was a battle worth fighting that actually breaking bread together praying for each other was just key and now they're having other people come in and do that as well so fight for that unity in your families. Fight for your friendships, fight for people to come into your house 
whether you've got kids or you haven't got kids. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Anna. So, yeah, we've been putting that into practice as well at our home, especially at the dinner table when the kids are around. We've, um, we've been doing communion. I've been kind of... Um, I've been listening. I've started this audio book, actually. I thought it'd be easier to listen to books rather than read books. I think I'd get through them quicker. So I've, I've started listening to this audio book about um, communion, which is really powerful. It's written by one of the guys from Bethel in America. And, um, and so we started to take communion... Uh, quite a bit actually with with our kids around the table and it it they they they're starting to get the point of things and we're just talking about God and we're just talking about their days I mean we've done some we used to do some of that before anyway but we've started to do it more and more and actually they're they're getting used to it they're getting the idea they're starting to share things we're starting to pray for each other um and it's it's quite fun actually especially doing it with a two-year-old just uh, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old it's it's funny some of the things they come out with but yeah, we're, we're, we're wanting to do more and more of that. So there's going to be a handout coming out probably over the next couple of weeks um, that's going to give you some pointers and just go over some of the stuff that Pastor Clive was talking about and just give you a bit of a tool in your hand so that you could, it's, it make it a bit more easier and practical to put, it into, to put it into practice in our homes. Okay, cool. So... We are carrying on, like I said, just do it. So it's just talking about sharing our faith, talking to others about Jesus. And I'm just going to pick up on what Andy Elm said last week. So if you haven't, if you didn't hear the message last week, you can go online and listen to it or watch the video. Uh, but it was a great message about uh, just being a witness, really, being a witness wherever you are. If you're a believer here today, how, do you, how are you a witness to other people around you, whether that's at work, at home, at um, Wherever you are, doesn't matter. But I want to talk to us this morning just about being a good witness. So he said that, you know, being a witness is like when you see a car accident or you witness something, you witness an event, what you were there, what did you see, what did you hear, you know, what happened, how, how did it unfold? That's what being a witness is really about. We're, we're just telling people what God has done for us. What have we experienced with God? What have we seen him do? What, have we, what miracles have we seen? What, what has he done for us? Has he done anything for us? You know, what, and and that's, that's the heart of actually what we're doing when we're talking to people about God. It's not just about being an evangelist and you've got to be this great evangelist. It's just about basically just sharing with people okay, this is who Jesus is. And he, I mean, Andy Elms spoke about, um, he said that what he would do, the first question he would ask people when he was going to speak to them about, about Jesus was just, who do you believe he is? Who, who do you think Jesus was? What, what do you think he came to do? Who, who was he? And, it, and he was sharing some of, his, um, some of the responses from different people. But basically, he's just wanting to open that conversation up and just share what has Jesus actually done uh, for us personally. So at the end of this meeting, what, I'm, what I want us to do is we've got some time to have a think about it, but I want you to just get into pairs or with, with someone you're sat next to and just share two things that Jesus has done for you. Like maybe recently, more recently would be helpful, maybe this year. What has Jesus done for you personally this year 
If you can just share that with someone sat next to you, we'll do that right at the end at the response bit. But just have a think, because that's what we need to be doing. We need to just have some stories, some experiences, some testimonies ready. So when we're having a conversation with someone, like t- tomorrow morning you might be at work and, and someone asks you, you know, oh, where, what did you do yesterday? What did you get up to? And you just talk about, you know, you might want to talk about church and um, what was said, what, was, what happened. And it's just helpful to have something fresh that God's done in your life that is just kind of ready to go. So you've got it in your heart, you've got it in your head, and you just share with them. And we'll talk a bit more about that later. So what have we seen God do? What have we seen? What have we heard? What have we experienced? I'm going to grab my clicker. I don't know where it's disappeared to. Is it down there? Okay. Could I just have the first scripture up? Please. So this is uh, 1 John 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, we proclaim, which is, we, so we speak about to you, the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. So this is John speaking. And John's talking about, he actually, because John actually lived with Jesus, walked with Jesus. And he's just opening up his first letter. And he's saying, you know, we, what I'm about to say, what I'm about to write in this letter is actually the things that I've seen, I've heard, we've, we've touched him, we've lived with him, he's been with us and he's revealed himself to us. And John goes on, you know, the letters of John, um, you can read what he's put in there. But John is actually saying, and the, he's talking about him and the disciples, we lived with him, you know, we, we spent time with him, we saw him do miracles, signs, wonders, we saw him, you know, intervene in people's lives, we saw what he did on the cross, we've been there, we've, and, and that's actually what we're called to, to be, what, what have we seen Jesus do? Sometimes we forget, I think if we've been believers for a, for a while, it's easy, and I can be guilty of this, it's easy to just forget some of the, some of the miracles that we've seen over time, or some of the, the powerful things that he's done in us. I know I'm, I can sometimes forget things, and you know, I, I know that God's done major things in my life, and I know I'm completely different to who I was like before I was a believer, so maybe 20 years ago. But you can forget along the journey, God, does, can, God can sometimes deal with major, major issues. Like fear, it was a big one for me. And, and God's just dealt with it over time. And it's just, it's, it's just been dealt with. And uh, some of the stuff I was talking about this morning, anxiety, worry, depression. You know, there was um, a particular day I had a few weeks ago where I just, there's a few things just went wrong. Someone scratched my car and something else happened. Something else happened. And I was thinking to myself, do you know what? I, 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 I used to have days like that. Before I, was a, before I was a Christian, I used to have days like that. And I would say to myself, oh, I'm having a bad day today. And I, and I kind of had a bit of a flashback, a bit of a memory of how I was before I was a believer. And I used to live from day to day without kind of the assurance, like knowing what was going to happen that day or just, just, be, you just be, there'd be an absence of peace 
that's the best way I can put it, that I just wouldn't know, was I going to have a good day today? Was I going to have a bad day today? I wasn't sure about, you know, my life, my job, where, where I was going, what I was doing. Like, there was just this absence of peace. And I just kind of remembered, I was like, you know, I used to have days like that all the time. And I never really had this kind of like faith that everything was going to be all right, this trust in God that everything was going to be fine. And I used to go up and down, up and down and up and down. And then when I became a believer, you know, Jesus put something inside of me and that I just knew that I knew that God had my back and my life was going to be fine. And that's something as believers, we need to make sure we've got locked in and we remember and we're experiencing and we're living in that, that peace of God, that kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. We're living in that daily and sometimes we need to kind of, as I said right at the beginning of the meeting, we need to kind of receive that from God. We need to surrender our lives to God so that we can activate that in our lives and live in that. But, you know, that's, that was a major thing to me that I never used to have that. But now I'm born again, spirit filled, walking with God. I've got that. I've got that peace. And I think we can forget that. It's, it's sometimes an underlying thing that we forget we've got. We've got peace until it's gone or to, till we have a bad day or whatever and we feel like, oh, I've lost my peace. But it's there. And actually today, if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, you know, that's something that he wants to give to you today, that peace. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But from what John was saying, he's saying this is who Jesus this is who Jesus was. This is who we knew him to be. He revealed himself to us from that scripture. And we lived with him. We walked with him. So talking about being a good witness, our, are our lives a good Christian witness? Is it a good witness to the people around us? Because your life speaks more than your words. You know, actions speak louder than words. People read your life a lot more than they listen to your words. Do we believe that this morning? You can talk and talk and talk, but actually, what's your life saying to people? What, is, what does your life look like? Um, someone, someone that comes to this church, they were talking to their sister about this theme that, we were, um, that we're going through this month. And the sister is not really a Christian. And, and, and so this lady was saying, oh, yeah, we could just, we're going through this theme, talking about, you know, how we can share our faith with other people and, you know, just what we can do to be, you know, Jesus to people around us and to just share and be a witness to people. And her sister said to her, do you know what? There's a lady at work who is a Christian and she is quite vocal about herself, about her being a Christian. She's witnesses to people all the time. She's talking to people about God all the time, talking about Jesus all the time. But this lady, she also gossips a lot about people behind their backs and talks about people behind their backs and is negative about people as well. So, and so she, she kind of equated the two. It was like she's uh, an evangelist in the workplace, but she's also a not very nice person. And, 
can you see how those two things don't match up? You can, you, our, our, lives, our lives speak louder than our words. So we can talk about Jesus and we can try and reach out to people. We can try and witness to people in the workplace or wherever. But if our lives aren't kind of lining up with who we say we are and who the Bible says we should be, then there's going to be a bit of a disconnect there. So it's quite important that we live, we live what we're saying. Let's see if this is going to work. No, okay, you can, you can flick them, Matt. So let's have a look at the next slide. So Paul had this understanding in his life. Um, and he says this, I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many can be saved. And then also he says just straight after that in the next chapter, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So he, Paul was saying that my life is actually I, I, what I do with myself, what I do with my life is for the benefit of others so that they can see, they can see who Jesus is in me so that they can be saved. So the way I live, the way I conduct myself, my, the way I act, um, Paul, Paul was saying, this is, I do that. I act in a certain way and I do certain things and I try, I'm there for people for their benefit not just for mine. And he says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Can we say that for ourselves this morning? Because we should be able to say that. If we're believers here today, if we're mature believers today, we should be able to say, imitate me, imitate me. Like you see how I live my life. I've got nothing to hide. I've got no- nothing going on in behind the scenes. And I'm not talking about being perfect. We're, none of us are perfect. I understand that. But we should have something of God in our lives that people can see. You know that scripture that says to, to let your light shine before men so that they see your good works and praise God, you know, or, or give glory to the Father. If we just flick to that next scripture, it talks about that. So be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours. So live properly among unbelieving people. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honourable behaviour and they will give honour to God when he judges the world. So be careful how you live around people because your life is a witness. If people, You could actually, I'm not going to be too heavy here, but you could actually be the one person that that person knows that one Christian that one access point to God and if your life is all over the place and you're not living the way God wants you to live and you're doing that before that person that's their that's the only example they have in their life of of what a Christian is and if that's if they're reading your life then that could be their kind of like oh I, I don't really think I want to be a Christian if that's how you're living so be careful to live properly among unbelieving neighbors And the next slide, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So let your light shine wherever you are. Let your light shine. And God wants to shine through you and God wants to give you the grace and God wants to help you to live that life that you need to live. It's not just about mustering up the the courage to kind of go out there and just be a good Christian. It's allowing God to work through you, allowing him to receive that grace so that you can be all that he wants you to be. And, you know, there's no condemnation this morning. If if you've made mistakes before people, you know, God can sort, sort, sort that out and solve that. Just a bit of personal testimony. 
um, at Penny's wedding, I gave my testimony and I preached about who Jesus was and, you know, preached the gospel. And many of the people there were my old work colleagues, so people that I've worked with for like six years plus. And um, many of them, well, a few of them, after that morning, after the message, uh, in the evening spoke to, spoke to Anna and they said that, and Anna was kind of just asking them, you know, how they found the meeting and what, what was going on for them. And they said that, you know, it was powerful. Hearing my testimony and hearing what I had to say about Jesus was, was powerful. And, and they, they found themselves really kind of like just battling with, with their lives and where they're at. So these are all non-Christians. And they, one thing, they, they, the point they made to Anna was, you know what, we know Rohan, we, we've worked with him for however many years. And we know if he says to us that this is what happened in his life, we know he doesn't lie. We know he, he's an honest person. So if what he was saying, we, we know he, it's, it's got to be true. And it was my, so, so my reputation, you know, that, that saying that our reputations, our reputation goes before us, precedes us. It's that, isn't it? So if I was someone who lied a lot at work and talked a lot about people and wasn't a great example of who Jesus is, then, you know, they would have just been like, okay, here he goes again. You know, he's just talking rubbish as he usually does. But because, because maybe they did think that. No, because, uh, because I lived in a certain way amongst them. They knew that what I was saying, it, ha- it carried more authority. And yeah, our, our, our reputation is everything. And we need God to be working on, working on our character, working on who we are when we're around other people. So, what, what does our life look like when we leave the building on a Sunday morning? What does our life look like on Monday morning when we go to work on Tuesday over the rest of the week? What, what what is it? Who are we? Are we a different person in here when we're worshiping God or when we're in small groups around other Christians? And then as soon as we step away from other Christians, we're a completely different person. I think God is very, very interested and concerned with our whole life, not just our Christian kind of life that we sometimes like to put in a little box and in a container and this is my Christian bit and this is my kind of work me and this is my family me and this is my he wants us to be that one person wherever we are whatever we're doing just whoever we're around it's important that and sometimes we can just we can be a little bit kind of muddled up with with who we actually are and sometimes I think we we struggle to to kind of just be that one person that, that God has brought, made us to be. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So Andy Elms did mention some of that in his message last week. I found it was funny when he said that, um, he said, if you're going to witness to waiters or waitresses, make sure you're a good customer. Don't, <laughs> if you're not tipping and if you're being a rude customer, don't bother trying to witness to the person who's coming to serve you. Just don't, don't bother. And that's, that's really important as well. How we are around people. Don't give God a bad name. Amen. And actually, what Andy Elms did, when he was, when he was talking about just, just 
saying to someone, you know, who do you think Jesus is? Pastor Clive told me that he went out for dinner with Andy Elms straight after that meeting. So it was a few weeks ago. And when they were out for dinner, Andy Elms began to just witness to this, wait- this waitress that was like waiting on their table. And he asked her that question and he, he got into a really good conversation with her. And he ended the conversation by, by saying to her, just when you go to bed tonight, just ask God to reveal himself to you. And she said, yeah, I, I definitely would. And, and Pastor Clive was telling me some of their conversation and, and how Andy was just really just speaking into her life and really encouraging her. And she was talking about her job and she was at college and this, that, the other. And he was just saying how, he was just saying how Andy just really just listened to her, was open to her, wasn't trying to just always cut in and tell her about God and tell her about this is what Jesus, this is, this is what Jesus wants to do and this is how you give your life to the Lord. But just being relaxed, just letting the person speak, just hearing what they've got to say, not trying to wedge the gospel in too strongly and try and overpower what they're saying or argue with them or anything like that. But just he just gently just led her to a place where he said, you know, Jesus can really help you in your life. And just go, go home and just pray and ask him to reveal himself to you. And, you know, I've got a few testimonies. Actually, Anna, you've, you've got a really good testimony. You, wanna, you can share your story first and then I'll share my ones. But I've done that before and I, I believe it really works because actually what God, God is God and he can reveal himself to people better than we can. He's the one who takes that kind of, we open the door for him and he steps in and he's the one who can actually make himself known to those, those people if he, if he wants to. So I've taken that, that kind of like way of doing things and just, and just said to people when I've spoken to them about God, just ask him, ask him to reveal himself, ask him to give you a sign, ask him to show himself. So Anna, if you just want to come up and just share your story, that'll be good. Thank you very much, fan club. Um, so I was doing somebody's hair. Get, get around a bit. Um, I was doing somebody's hair and we were we were talking, this girl, she knows the Lord but has not been walking with Jesus and lovely, lovely girl and she's been struggling with quite a few things. Lots of things have been happening in her life and a lot of struggles and we talked and she just said, I just never really fully heard from God or really experienced God and I just don't know about all of this. I'm really struggling with it all. And in the conversation, she was really worried about something and lots of different things happening. So I said, you know, just ask God. Just ask God to show himself. Just ask God to show you something. Just ask God just to come. Just ask him to show you. So um, a week or so later, she messaged me and she said she did it. She asked him. And... She said a miracle happened the next day or the same day, I can't remember, um, that she was really, she was going into an operation and the night before she was really worried, really upset and she opened a letter and she'd been fighting for some money, a payout and the, she opened the letter and this check of a lot of money was there or the, she was going to receive this money and she opened it the night before the operation and she'd been fighting for this money for a long time and when she opened it she said I knew that God has been with me 
all this time. I knew that he'd provided this money and I knew that I was meant to open it the night before my operation so that I go into the operation knowing that he's with me, that he's for me, that I'm not alone and I've not been alone all this time. And I was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I think, you know, we put ourselves out there when we say, just call on his name, just ask him something, get him to show you something. But when we do that, he always comes through. God comes through. Amen. Amen. And that's a great, that's a great way of, of doing it because actually God does want to reveal himself to people. He does want to show himself to people. So give it, give, put the kind of pressure onto him to do what he needs to do, his bit, and he will come through. And I've got a couple of stories. When I... Again, when I was working in the care home, there was a lady, um, she's quite a new lady to the job. And um, we were just talking about what I do and stuff like that. At that time, I was part of the church doing youth work and stuff like that. So I was, I was kind of um, just talking to her about God and, and just witnessing to her and just telling her, she was asking loads of questions. Um, and I was just talking to her about Jesus. And, and I said to her, you know, at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to reveal Jesus to you is actually he wants to reveal himself to you so just what I would encourage you to do just ask him to give you some sort of a sign give you give you something where he shows himself to be real and um, so we had this conversation and then it was a few minutes later literally um, we're in the office and we had a power cut all the lights went out all the computers went off it went pitch black for like a few seconds and then everything came back on again and she was, everyone was like, oh, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And one of the first things she says was, that's God, isn't it? That must be God showing me, giving me a sign that he's real. And, and there was another lady who was in the room who was a kind of used to, well, she was a Christian, but hasn't been to church for a long time. And she jumped into the conversation. She was like, yeah, that's what God does. He comes in, he does things like that. He does miracles like that. That's God, that's God. Trust me, that's God. And she kind of took over. And then I kind of followed up with her. But do you know what? It, whether it was God or not, I believe it was God. We haven't had a power cut for years. It was like, we've never had a power. I can't remember ever having a power cut working in that place. And it was literally a few minutes after I told her to give it, for God to give her a sign. And, but whatever, whatever it is, whether it's money or a sign or whatever, actually that person knows they're the ones who witness that actually, yeah, this, is, this could be God. Maybe there's, there's some other power out there. And actually we did, I think we had a few other power cuts later on that day. But it was something personal for her that she picked up on. And she was the one who said it. I didn't say nothing. Uh, she picked up on it and she was like, wow, you know, maybe, maybe that was. Uh, another story, when we used to do an outreach years ago in Horsham in the town centre when I was a student, it was called Christian Caf. And it was a cafe. It was open for teenage, teenagers to come in and have, we gave away free food and free drinks. And they'd come in, they'd talk to us. And we'd go out on the streets and we'd talk to people as well. And it was a powerful, a powerful little cafe, the, the like outreach thing that we ran there. We saw people healed. We saw people speaking in tongues. We saw God do all sorts of miracles um, in people's lives. And I remember speaking to one group of kids and, they, you know, we were quite bold. We were just, we'd pray in tongues in front of them and on them and we'd do all sorts of things, prophesy over them, use the gifts of the Spirit. And we, I remember speaking to one group of of young people and I said the same kind of thing I said you know Jesus is real God is real he'll he'll reveal himself to you you just just ask him and I think it was like three boys 
and they, you know, they, they were really kind of, they were really encouraged. They went away and, you know, they, they went away that evening and I saw them again next week and they came back in the next week and we've got quite a few stories like this. They came back in the next week and they were like, Hey, hey, you know that thing you told us to do? You know, you told us to pray to God. We prayed or we spoke to God. We, we, we just said, give it, show us a sign. We were walking home that night and we saw a shooting star go straight across the sky, a big one. And we were all just like, wow, this is crazy. This is, like, this is nuts. That must be God. And we, we had loads of crazy stories like that of, of where people, you know, we would just say, ask God to reveal himself. And God, they, they would see something, experience something. They just know something. Uh, healing was always a big thing back in those days. We used to do, we used to pray for people, and people would come back the next week and be like, "Yeah, you know, you prayed for me, and I had that pain in my back. It's gone, or whatever." You know, there, there was people that there was a guy healed of diabetes there once, but you know, God is more than happy to prove Himself to people, and it's a good it's a good way of doing it. So, back to what I was saying about. What have we seen? What have we heard? What has God done? I've got a couple of stories as well of just recent things that God's done and just be thinking about them now because I want you to share with people in a second. One was a couple of days ago, Zion came, uh, Zion woke up in the morning, our two-year-old, and he wasn't well. He was moany. You could tell he wasn't himself. And he'd been sick, actually. And, he, and, and during the morning before we were kind of going to work and stuff, he'd been sick a couple of times and we had to change all our plans and he wasn't well. And I went off to a meeting and came back and Anna was like, oh, he's, he's just not well. He's going to have to stay home today. And um, it was funny because in this meeting that I went to, it was with other church leaders in Crawley, this breakfast that we have once a month. And I was saying to them, I really, really felt God say to me to say to them in, as we were praying that God wants to heal people and God wants to, he wants the gifts of the spirit to be used more. And we need to just, we need to just believe God for healing because they were sharing some stories about sick people in their churches and things like that. So we prayed and many of them were in agreement. Like, yeah, we do need to, you know, the, the word says God will heal people. We need to believe for healing. So it was funny because I came back home and then was a, there was a sick kid in front of me. <laughs> and, um, so I was, I was quite pumped up. So I was like, right, I'm just going to, I'm not having this, right, Zion, you're going to be well. And I prayed for him. And I just said, Jesus, I just command all this sickness to go. When you're not going to be sick today. Just be well. You're going to be okay in Jesus' name. I just laid hands on him, prayed for him. And then I just left and took the other kids to school. And Anna basically, you, she said to me, like literally a few minutes later, because he was lying on the sofa with a sick bowl next to him and he was telling me how sick he is and how he feels bad. Literally a few minutes later, he was okay. He was absolutely fine. And he, he wasn't eating that morning and he ate loads, of, like he had three bowls of cereal or something like that and four bowls of cereal, <laughs> two packets of crisps. He just started eating, <laughs> two packets of crisps, two chocolate bars. He just started eating again. He was absolutely fine, absolutely got up. He was completely back to himself. And it was, a t it was a, one of those... You know, God just, God just did it. But it was a good testimony. They're, they're good stories to give to people. Um, and another kind of personal story for us that's happened just this weekend, just gone. Um, just a financial blessing for us, really. And it's a testimony of God's, God just being there for, for us. And, um, you know, being honest and open, we've had a few financial problems in Kingdom Faith at the moment. I think they're still kind of ongoing. 
and you know people haven't been paid on time and stuff like that and we, we just need to see a bit of a financial release so we've you know we've been a little bit up and down with money recently and and we've been applying for a mortgage to come through and it's taken months and months and months like nearly six months to come through and it would be we would um they would send us some documents we sign them we send them back we have to wait three weeks or so some document another set of documents come back sign them you know tell them give them a bit of information takes another few weeks for solicitors to sort them out it's just taken there's been this ongoing process and we were thinking is you know is this thing ever going to get sorted out so we had a bit of a yeah let's just say a, a bit of a, a gap in our finances coming through so we we were quite like we need some money so with this mortgage that we got there's like this cashback thing that comes with it where you get a certain amount of money to help you pay solicitors fees and things like that but we knew we'd have the money we'd get from that would be is more than enough to pay the fee so we'd have some extra money but we t- it's taken so long for this money to come through literally months and months and months of waiting and we'd be phoning solicitors and they're like yeah oh yeah your documents on the table yeah we're sorting them out wait another three weeks to hear back from them and to cut a long story short what happened was the money that we needed came through at the exact time. So this is money has taken ages to come through. It came through at the exact time. It was in our bank account at the exact time when we were just about to go into our overdraft or did go into our overdraft a tiny bit. But it was, it was just amazing God's provision that the exact weekend that we needed that money to be there, it'd taken so long to be there, it was there. And that was a powerful testimony. And I, you know, I do thank God for that. But it, it does show that he is our provider. He's there. He, he knows what's going on in our finances and he's ready to just release what we need. But there's just two very small testimonies there, but they're, they're good testimonies to just have ready, stored up, ready to give, ready to share to people. When people ask you, also, what can God do for me? You know, what, what's so special about God? What's, what's so great about God? So let's just take a moment now. And if you just get with the person next to you, and if you're not a believer here this morning, or, a, you know, I'm sure the person next to you will have some sort of testimony to bring, but just talk with them for a minute and just share two things that God's done for you this year. Okay. Who's heard something really encouraging right now? Something really good. Has everyone got stories, things that God's been up to? Should really encourage our faith. Our testimonies, our stories are actually very powerful weapons. Because actually, when you think about them, when God's done something for you, you, you know without shadow of doubt God's done that and God will do it again. Once he's done one thing for one person, for anyone, you know that scripture that says he doesn't matter who it is, he's an irrespective of persons. It's probably an old, test, old um, King James term. But he will, what he will do for one person, he will do for someone else. He doesn't, he doesn't care. So I've just quickly asked a couple of people to just share. Stephen, if you'd like to come forward, just share your story. <laughs> So my family life is a little bit, um, the word I would use is volatile. It's very peaceful, but it kind of explodes in a second. And my family don't really get along a lot of the time. But at the start of the year, God told me to start messaging my little sister, which is something I'm not very good at. And he just said to message her every day, telling her that I love her. And that's kind of kind of annoyed me, to be honest, because I don't really do that kind of thing. But I started doing it because God told me to. 
and I went home over the Easter break and the atmosphere in my home has completely changed because of it because my sister just feels so loved now and she knows that she belongs in that family so there's less arguments there's less um shouting between her and my brothers and it's just brought an entirely new atmosphere of just a family life to my family yeah so God's just been really faithful to my family brilliant thank you Stephen and Carrie I've got three. One's pretty obvious. I've got no fear to stand up here anymore. <laughs> um, one is I've became completely debt-free this year. God's, God's enabled me massively. The second is he's also given me the grace to go to Bible college, run little builders, um, have the family life, work, just do everything for this last year, and he's going to grace me for another. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? Did anyone hear a really powerful one? Joanna, come forward. Last person. Two minutes. It's just been, you know, you all know my job and it's actually quite a terrifying job because you're on the left, on the edge of life and death sometimes and there is no more perilous place to be. And... Oh, yeah, midwife. Midwife. So, you know, we do, lo- and, I mean, we lose babies. We do, and, and it's a tragedy. Um, and it's not very nice to be on the cutting edge of some of the decisions. And I realised more and more that we have something inside of us that we need to release. And I heard something about living waters here and the power of taking your belly in the face of the most horrendous things. And I've had some, had an awful day yesterday, I can't tell you, but I was right in the middle of other people's tragedy, right in the middle with the love of Christ, releasing living waters. And I, I, went, I got through a day that I think rarely a human being could get through. And I can only give glory to God. I came out at the end of that day having released into people's lives something I couldn't do myself, something I didn't have. But getting a hold of your belly and saying, there's something in here, there's living waters that this situation needs. Oh, it's just awesome. Thank you. Yes, Ola. Let's give Ola a round of applause. Thank you very much. For over 12 years, even before I relocated to this country, it had been a challenge to do my master's. It's not because I wasn't intelligent, I'm not intelligent. It wasn't because of anything, but it was just the devil trying to use everything to stop me from progressing. And as I speak, last week I finished my exams. I did my master's in law to the glory of God. And just last week, God restored peace in my heart and in my home. And just last week, the Queen gave me an award. Wow. Wow. Well done. Wow. Rachel, last one. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to share the whole story. Um, Just one of the things that I just shared with Anna is um, recently um, I went to visit my mum. And um, it was the first time I'd been back um, to the home since dad passed away in March. And um, normally um, um, Ian, my brother, would come and fetch me from the railway station. And um, I said to him, Ian, don't, I'll get the bus, it's fine. You just come and meet me at the home when it's time to go back for tea. Um, Now, 
I don't know anybody in Huddersfield. Um, Mum and Dad moved there to be near um, Ian to make it easier. Um, so they'd only been there two years. So I, the only people I know um, don't actually live in Huddersfield. They live where my brother lives in a village nearby. So um, I get on the bus, I go into the home, and I see across the aisle from me um, one of the carers from the home. And she happens to be the carer that has the best connection with my mum. And um, I'm trying not to stare, thinking, is it her? Because she wasn't in uniform. And she's trying to not to stare at me. And in event eventually, we made eye contact. And, and she, she first smiled at me. And I thought, oh, it is her. And, um, and she's like, oh, Rachel, are you going to visit your mum? And I said, yes. Yeah. She said, oh, she is doing so well. And she just volunteered all this information without me needing to ask. Um, she was just like, she's eating well, she's doing things that she'd given up on doing before and um, just was really encouraging. Now, Anne-Marie wasn't going to work. She wasn't on that bus because she was going to work and we happened to be on the same bus. Anne-Marie was going to a baby shower with her toddler. So the fact that she was on the bus at the very time that I was on the bus, going to visit the home for the first time, and she was able to just put my mind at rest because I hadn't had much contact. Ian has more contact with the home, and the few times that I rang after Dad passed away to see how Mum was, you get this sort of, yes, she's fine, yes, she's eating, yes, she's doing well, goodbye type of answer. And I sort of, having had that happen a few times, I was like, I can't keep putting myself through that. And... Um, so there was a little bit of apprehension, one at um, going back to a situation for the first time and actually seeing how she was. So the, it was twofold. So just God was just so amazing that Anne-Marie was on the bus at the same time. She was able to tell me she hadn't been primed to say anything. She was saying it because she wanted to. And um, it was just God in the detail. He's just in the detail of our life in so many ways. And so many times when we, we need that little bit of encouragement, that little bit of, of um, only God could do that yeah. moment. And it, it just settled my heart. There is a bigger testimony that comes, but I'm, I know that we're pushed for time. But that was the thing that really touched my heart on that day. Thank you, Rachel. Right, so let's just stand to our feet. We're just going to pray. That we can... we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to have other people share testimonies at another time, though. I, I do think it's powerful to hear what's going on. Even just speaking to David just there, there was a few testimonies. And, and God, is, God is moving in our lives. And sometimes it's good to hear, or all the time, it's good to hear what God is doing for other people because it, gives, it encourages our faith. It encourages us to believe again and encourages us to press into God to see him do that in our lives. So let's just pray. If you just want to close your eyes. Father God, I just thank you for this word today, Lord God, really practical. And Lord, we just thank you for this equipping time to help us, Father, to just be bold, to just be um, out there, to, to, to have that courage and to just be aware of who the people around us, Father, to share our faith, to share what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced, where we've been with you, Father God. Father, just help us to, to be that good example as well in the workplace, at home, wherever we are. Father, we want to represent you. We want to get to the stage where we, where we could say to people, imitate me 
as I imitate Christ. So Father God, I thank you for the grace to do that. I thank you, Father, that you're wanting to us to be outward focused, to reach out to people around us. And Father, we thank you for, for you just continuing to work in our lives day by day, causing us to become more and more like you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.